This episode of the My Latin Life podcast is brought to you by Language Blend, the new best way to learn Spanish. Language Blend focuses on what you actually need to live and get by abroad with daily one-on-one lessons, a dedicated texting partner. It's like living in a Spanish-speaking country without ever leaving home. Go to languageblend.com for more information. Welcome back to another episode of the My Latin Life podcast. Since 2014, My Latin Life has been your trusted guide to traveling and living in Latin America. My guest today is Renata Soto. She's the Community and Experience Manager at Yayem, based in Mexico City. Renata, how's it going? Hi, Vance. All good over here. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Are you calling in from Mexico City now? Correct. Apparently cool. the, the city that is popping now. Yes. And are you uh, physically at the YAM location? Currently, no. We're preparing to open our brand new space in July. So uh, still working here and there with our uh, partners. So yeah, I'm actually at one of those spaces. Okay, cool. And so for everyone listening, uh, longtime listeners will know that I've mentioned YAM in two different episodes, I think. Most recently in the John Lee episode, uh, you might remember the guy with the strong Irish accent talking about taxation for remote workers. And when I was in Portugal uh, in 2022, John invited me to check out the AM location in Portugal. It's located in Cascais, more or less, about a, an hour from Lisbon. And it's absolutely beautiful. And it's it's basically a, a co-working space, but probably the best co-working space I've ever been to my life. And I know that Renata can do a, a better uh, introduction or description to what YAM is. So Renata, I would love to hear it a little bit from you. What is YAM and the, the philosophy behind it? Thank you, Vance, for um, the praise. And I think you did a pretty good intro. Um, yeah, so YAM, are, we call it our Y country house because it's in the country. Um, and that space was actually created uh, for people to work and play their way. So basically, we have a full agenda, including rituals, time and spaces for work, time for uh, and spaces for working out. We do um, family style lunches. We do happy hours, fireside chats. There's a pool. So it's just kind of like created holistically for people to have a great time while they're working and being productive and also meeting new people. So, mm -hmm. And so the, the Portugal space, it's a, a co-working space and it was basically like a house. And it's like you guys bought a house and just converted it into a gigantic co-working facility. There's no uh, rooms in it. It's not a co-living. It's like just a house of, of co-working, I guess. And in the basement was... Uh, like a full gym. It had a sick pool. It had ocean views. It was amazing. I guess I'll go more, we can go into more detail about it. But um, the the YAM in Portugal, that was the first one? Yes, correct. That's where it all started. Okay. And so uh, Mexico City, and then I think I saw New York City as well? Correct. Um, we are actually, Mexico City was the second city we launched. Um, then we launched Cape Town as well in Africa, South Africa. Really? Um, yeah. We also have London, New York very recently, and Paris coming up. 
Interesting set of cities, I must say. Um, okay. And uh, I think the idea is that the co-founders are, it's two ex-Uber employees. So they're, they're kind of coming from the San Francisco startup world. Correct. Um, they were actually never based in San Francisco, neither of them. Um, I know Nico and Lindsay are co-founders. They met at Uber and they launched together the African market. So that's kind of like one explanation for South Africa. Lindsay spent a lot of years there um, and just has like all the ins and outs of the city. We have an amazing community manager there now. So shout out to Shetza, who is uh, managing our community over there. And yeah, and I know they were together in Amsterdam as well. So, yep. Okay, cool. And so there, I, and, and I think that probably does have some influence on it because you can tell that they're uh, just very thoughtful about everything that they do because uh, in my visit to the Portugal space, it just seemed that every single aspect of the experience uh, was extremely well thought out. Um, and it was just, like I said, the best uh, co-working space I've ever been to. Thank you. Yeah. And we're also like, pushing really hard on our tech like you were saying like um, they weren't necessarily in San Francisco but they come from the tech industry and it's also like we're a house and we're spaces and people but we're also a platform so we've kind of like become now this passport for what we call champagne nomads uh, to have access to like amazing spaces connections and experiences around the world and you can do so through the app. Okay. What's a champagne nomad? You know what? I think every time you ask someone in the team, in the Yayam team, you'll get a different response. But it kind of like centers around the fact that the nomadic lifestyle is something that a lot of people enjoy. Yet you're probably in your 30s. 40s you're you don't want to do the hostel life anymore you want to like spend a mm. little extra and get like a unique experience around food and beverage you want to you've traveled the world you've seen a lot of things so if you're joining us in one of our global trips like you want to get something super well curated um and also getting connections with people who are like-minded so that's kind of like what we consider the champagne nomad Okay, like a luxury nomad. Correct. Okay, high-end nomad. Cool. And uh, I, I'm assuming that you guys have, uh, I think you alluded to it, like a passport program where you can, I assume, belong to maybe just one of the spaces or you can belong to like the whole global network and go to any of them? Yeah. Um, so if you belong to one of our spaces... You belong to our global community and we also have like a global membership which is created for people living in cities without houses so we kind of created those two tiers of memberships however like all of them are part of the same global community and we do one-on-one -on -one intros and getting like everyone gets invited to our global trips etc yeah that's pretty cool um and yeah, I guess I'd love to just hear it again in your own words. Like, what is the the philosophy behind YAM? What makes it special? What do you guys think that you're doing different and bringing to the bringing to the the future of work and bringing to the market? Yeah. So um, 
I mean, you you've seen it, you know, like this is what you do on in like the theme of uh, my Latin life is just the future of work, and it's so interesting, especially since the pandemic, like um, just kind of how we shifted our minds around work and how we're relating to work. And Yayem was founded for uh, the reason of creating your own style of working. We want to like change the way people work and relate to work. So as you saw in our Lisbon house, just to set an example, is you can arrive at 8 a.m., join our workout class, have breakfast, chat a little, shower and sit down, take your calls, send some emails, blah, blah, blah. Uh, be productive for most of your morning. Then you sit down at a long table, have a family style lunch and connect with people that perhaps you wouldn't meet otherwise. Um, and it's kind of created around like you don't need to do the nine to five. You don't need to do like, oh, yeah, like eight hours of work at least to be productive. It's just more about setting people up for success. We also really focus on our experiences being around like learning and development. We want to pe make people uh, comfortable around new challenges. We have a lot of members who are probably looking for new job opportunities or starting their own business or something and they need a community and they need the support and that just helps them be productive. So basically Yayam was created to work and play your way. So just find the balance in your life, enjoy good moments. Like yes, in one day you can have a really busy day, but then finish it off with a glass of wine by the pool, watching the sunset, having meaningful conversations. Um, so that's kind of like our mission and yeah, just unlocking cities and people around the world. Mm -hmm. And are all of them pure co-working spaces or is there any, are any of the other ones Because I've only seen the Portugal, so are any of the other ones have different setups in terms of, I don't know, like co-living or like a public bar or like other like dynamics to them? So all our Yayim operated spaces are exclusive to members, so no public spaces in any of them. The partners that we have, however, so for example, I was saying Uh, we launched London, we have partners there, uh, for example, the Curtain Club at the Mondrian. So it's a public space, but um, yeah, yeah, members have access to it, to it as if they had a membership for the Curtain Club. So it's just kind of um, different setups in different cities. And I would say that, yes, for example, in the Mexico City house, We are designing something similar to Portugal. There's no pool, sadly, but there's a rooftop, there's a cafe, there's um, community areas to work in, obviously a long lunch table, and mm -hmm. just we want to make sure that people are set up to feel at home. Hey guys, quick break from the episode to tell you about BitRefill. BitRefill allows you to shop online and in person without banks, converting your crypto directly into merchant balance. We're talking gift cards to Nike, Amazon, Apple, Airbnb, Hotels.com, and many more, all paid for with crypto. BitRefill offers more than 10,000 gift card options in 180 countries, including the USA, Canada, all across Latin America, including Brazil, Colombia, Mexico, Argentina, El Salvador, and many more. You can also apply the code MyLatinLife at checkout to get 10% back on your first purchase. Go to bitrefill.com for more information. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and so tell me about the, the Mexico city space, like walk us through what this one looks like, or I guess what the old, there was an old one, I guess. And now you're moving it to a different space. Yeah, we're moving it closer to downtown. So for people who know a little bit of like geographics around Mexico City, we want it to be kind of like more where the buzz is going on. And Juarez is just like one of the top areas right now. And we partnered with an amazing company here in Mexico called Colabora, who have a beautiful house there in Juarez. And yeah, so you enter the space and it's this like old Porphyrian time house that is actually protected by the government. So you're not allowed to make any like remodels to the facade of the building. Um, And it's very well kept. And we have like a little foyer and then you go inside, there's going to be a tree inside. Um, We're going to have a bar we're gonna have a third-party operated cafe um and yeah kind of like the living rooms that just make you feel like you're at home and like inviting your friends over for um for a chat so for example the meeting room which we don't like to call meeting room but if you're a member and you want to book a space to host a couple of your clients like it looks like a living room in a house with it's only missing a fire side but um but yeah it looks like it's couches and the round table and has like a like a little cart with like some drinks to have and share and there's like a projector but Mm -hmm. it's just not like your usual meeting room space got it got it so where was the old one it was in Lomas, in Prado Norte. So that was um, kind of towards Santa Fe. So a little like north west. Okay. So it was yeah. like a whole house out in Las Lomas. It was a whole house, yeah. Okay. And yeah. now the, the one in Juarez, I guess it's like a whole like Casa Colonial type thing? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then what are they what are they doing with the old house? Because they, they like totally I'm looking at photos and they totally set it up perfect and everything. <laughs> yeah, well, um we were actually renting that house. So the owner of the of the space is um I honestly have no idea what will they will <laughs> okay. be doing with it now. But um we're super excited for this new space and also we're setting it up for for really cozy, enjoyable moments. Yeah, that's interesting because the one in Portugal, like it's definitely not in downtown Lisbon. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. out, it's out in the countryside on the mountain, and it was a it was a sick vibe, and it worked really well. I was staying in Casca. I've I, have you been there? Have you been to the? Uh, no, Portugal? I haven't been to oh. that location. No, no, no. Uh, it was cool. I mean, I we we I was staying in Cascais for a month, and it's um. I just had to take an Uber uh, from downtown Cascais up there and really wasn't too bad. And uh, it, it was worth it. it I was kind of like, damn, I want to buy a house up here in, in these hills. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool. But yeah. um, so I guess they kind of tried to mimic that philosophy out in Las Lomas, but now they're switching up to do something more urban. Exactly. Correct. Okay, cool. And is it on, I see this one on the map. Uh, I guess this podcast will be dated by the time it comes out, but is it right on Calle Napolis? Correct. Yeah. Okay, 
cool. Yeah, that's a great little area. Yeah. Next to many like really yummy restaurants. So we're excited about like also partnering with our neighbors. Yeah. Speaking of the the restaurant piece, one of the things I really liked about the Yam House in Portugal was how uh, and so <laughs> this whole episode is just one big ad for Yam, but it's all good because <laughs> I think I think you guys are really uh, doing something pretty innovative uh, within the the co working uh, space model. So. Um, I, I always enjoy hearing about people that are kind of innovating on the future of work. And one of the things that I thought was very obvious, but also very innovative because no one is really doing it, is you guys had like a private chef um, in the Portugal uh, location. And then so, you know, there was a, a set lunch time at, let's just say it was at 12 p.m. And everyone that was uh, co-working together that day basically stop what they're doing and got together and everyone had lunch together and you just sit down at the table and the chef brings out all the food for you. There's even a vegan option. Uh, and you know, you, and it, what's cool about it is in a normal co-working space, sometimes it's hard to, uh, network or, or talk to people cause you feel like you're disrupting them. But you know, with, uh, with the, with a designated lunchtime, um, you know, it's a good opportunity for people to put their devices down, put their computers down, get together and just see what everyone was working on. Yeah, that is like certainly one of my favorite rituals at Yayem and the one that we've found the most meaningful as well, because now we see people that have become like friends or started doing business together or travel together and it's just like amazing to see how like your barriers can come down and it also avoids like it cuts into your work day in a really really nice way they, like we also have a proper schedule of how like the kitchen should be running and in order for you to know like we acknowledge that you're in the middle of your workday. So it's not going to be like a three-hour lunch unless you want to stay there and order an extra glass of wine and then just like chat with your new friends. But mm -hmm. uh, it's just like one hour of quality time, putting devices down and yeah, connecting with people around you. And we've seen amazing connections come from uh, those moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, like I said, I think that's great. Um, and you guys do tons of, of programming and is that for the, the Mexico, uh, community, I guess that would probably be yourself, Renata, that's kind of doing the daily programming and organizing, uh, different events and stuff. Yeah. So we actually have, um, Majo here on our team. She's amazing. And she's the one actually running our day-to-day -day agenda for our beautiful community in Mexico. Um, but yeah, I'm very much in the loop. I'm obviously, I'm based here, so I get to attend all the, the experiences that we create uh, for our members. And we have a lot of fun doing it, really, because it's just getting creative and really asking ourselves the question of like, what am I curious about? What would I love to learn about? Where would I take my friend if she was visiting Mexico City? That is not something she can just Google and go to. So we're trying to like challenge ourselves in that sense to really provide unique experiences for our members. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very cool. And when is this this uh, new YAM in Mexico City going to be done? July. We're so excited because, um, I mean, 
we've been we've been super excited about finally getting our members together again sitting down in tables and we've had some dinners and lunches and we've gone hiking and we've gone to the Chinampas in Xochimilco together and we've shared a lot of meals and drinks but it's not the same as when it is at home so we're just very excited for July to get here and open our doors to to the Mexico community again yeah that's amazing um, so I'm sure the the Mexico City branch is going to be a, a huge hit because you know tons of nomads and and remote workers based in Mexico City. Any plans to continue expanding within Mexico and maybe open up another branch somewhere else in Mexico? Yeah, um, I don't know if we'll be operating a space soon. However, um, as I was saying earlier, we're partnering with different spaces around Mexico. So we have our, actually our partners from Colabora too. They have spaces in Guadalajara and Cancun. So our members have access to their, to their co-working spaces if they're located in those cities. Um, we've also partnered with Pauline in Puerto Escondido, which is also a big city, a big destination for nomads in Mexico. If they're not in Mexico City, they're most likely in Puerto Escondido. Um, and yeah, looking for, for more partners around Mexico city, Mexico, the country, Mexico, sorry. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm looking at Colabora. I actually didn't, um, know about these guys till now, but it looks like they even have several locations in Mexico city in addition to the Guadalajara one. Yeah, they have many and they, they honestly do an amazing job at curating the spaces and setting them up as like boutique co-working spaces so tasteful amazing art on the walls um and yeah they offer kind of like renting it their spaces either for smaller companies that want it like for a fixed amount of time or also kind of like co-working space mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um our members actually like through the app you can book access to to any Colabora in Mexico City. So that's also one of our perks. If you're like, once we open in Juarez, if you're not in that area, you're more in Polanco or Bosques and that serves better for you, you can always access as a Yaya member as well. Yeah, that's very cool. That's definitely a good perk. Just uh, just if you, if you know, you just need to run a quick meeting, you don't want to have to uh, commute all the way across town. Exactly, yeah. And like, you know, meeting rooms, like proper meeting rooms, not our living room meeting room, they provide the, those as well. So it's just really cool um, to have that option. Cool. How do you balance like the working with the activities and have it not be too much of a, a party place? You know what? Um, that is a great question and I love it because um, we know that there's two things we don't want to be known for we don't want to be you know like known as this like co-working space that's just that or a party place um and to be honest it neither of those has really been an issue um our experiences are like well curated and our members are amazing people that know like the context of where they are so it's just always like we we curate these experiences to for them to enjoy to learn to keep them asking questions to keep them interested in the conversation going so it's like 
it's hard to get into like a party phase when you're actually engaged in conversations and learning and like maybe taking a tour with the chef around the kitchen or whatever. So um, it's never been an issue. And of course, there's nights that maybe just like go a little longer than <laughs> they should have. But I mean, it's part of it all. No, I mean, <laughs> I think I think with Portugal, a uh, different story. But in Mexico, you're going to have to convince people to to go home. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, it's a Mexican trend. Like us Mexicans, we love the 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 sobremesa and the one more drink and the blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Like also we have great lists of recommendations of places that we've curated for our members so like you want to follow up with more drinks there's like this whole lot of places that we can right go yeah you're very close to a lot of stuff you're close to parque rio de janeiro and exactly tons of stuff yeah yeah be like guys <laughs> take it to our our uh, our partner bar down the street exactly like they'll they're waiting for us even with maybe <laughs> even a complimentary drink so let's move it <laughs> yeah yeah your your biggest yeah. issue is uh, people uh, crashing on the couch because they didn't want to head home <laughs> exactly that's probably one of the reasons we don't have co living no I'm joking it is a thing because with Selena like they. I, I feel like they're probably having a bit of a hard time with the balance because Selena's most of their locations are now just like massive party houses. And I see lots of comments on Twitter where kind of older uh, nomads or just people doing kind of like a workation. Uh, they're just like, oh, I thought I was going to go meet, you know, remote workers and nomads. And it was just all like 20 year old partiers and and the music was too loud and it ended up being like a bad experience for, for that demographic. Yeah. That's that demographic then is a champagne nomad. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys target the champagne nomads. How do you find them? You know what? Uh, I would say, I mean, our members are amazing. So you have like, we see them coming through our members. We see them coming through our personal networks, a lot of uh, through LinkedIn, who are just like very intrigued or curious about what we're doing. And I think, of course, social media plays an important part of it. But I would say, honestly, it's a lot of uh, word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't see you guys doing like a crazy push. Like it, it seems very kind of, chill and word of mouthy and like almost like you got to be in the know exactly um yeah we we really cherish our community and want to make sure that it continues to be a platform where people are set up for success so and i think also one thing about yayim is like you have to experience it to actually know what your um what you're getting, what the people are like. It's just kind of like very empiric to, to say something. Um, and just like people coming here like to our spaces. So we host sometimes like our open house Wednesday. So people, it's a day for non-members to book a visit to our house and experience a day at like a day in the life of a Yaya member mm -hmm. and kind of like get a little taste of it, see our rituals, the people, the spaces, how it like accommodates into their lifestyle. So I think it's mostly, it's very organic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. 
There's another, uh, I gotta look for this. There was another really good co-working space I went to in Mexico City. You've probably been there as well just to kind of like get a, a vibe on the competition. It's called the Hab Project Condesa, um, H-A-A-B. Have you heard of this one? Yeah, on uh, Amsterdam. Uh, yes, yes, exactly, on Amsterdam. Yeah, um, I think they're much more focused on creative and artists than us. Like, we're agnostic. <laughs> we we welcome people that do, like, whatever they do for a living. Like, we're very happy to welcome them. And also because that enriches the conversations and the community. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we know a lot of, actually, a lot of our members kind of, like, have bounced, be- be- like, between HAB and YIM. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that one, I, when I was in, uh, I was in Mexico City just earlier this year, like, January, February, and uh, a buddy invited me to HAB, and I, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, they, they, I guess they did something similar where they bought or rented an entire building that's, it was, like, six, seven stories and every story is just more and more uh, co-working spaces, basically. And so it's a mix of, and every floor is kind of like a mix of um, open desks and then mini offices and also phone booths. Um, by the way, phone booths are huge for me. Like, and I think I think every co-working space I go to, there's not enough phone booths. So <laughs> make sure you guys have a bunch of those. <laughs> um, we will. But yeah, that one was cool. And then they had a, like a really cool rooftop. I, I guess they all have, all the co-working spaces have rooftops these days, but it had a cool one with like the bar and, and a view of the city and stuff. Yeah, so. I think this space is beautiful, like very like cool, curated um, and decorated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It had like some of the kind of Tulum motifs of like uh, wooden basket things over the light bulbs and like all that stuff. <laughs> and lots of green, which always makes me happy. Yeah, green is good. I was I I was actually wondering about that with like obviously the Cascais lo- location was very green, um, being kind of out in the countryside, ocean view, watch the sunsets. That was great for the the greenery, and also the um, the wall facing the backyard was just one big uh, glass window basically, and so you really got the greenery. Um, I assume uh, that must be part of the. Uh, philosophy of YM as well to incorporate nature and, and green spaces. Yeah. Um, and we're going to do our best to incorporate it into a um, house uh, downtown. But yeah, like it's, it's, it's a big thing for us, just plants in general and like fresh air. We will have a rooftop as well. Um and yeah, just kind of like spaces to hang out, receive a little bit of sunshine. We have a like a solarium area where like you're inside, but you're still like in the sunlight. Won't mm-hmm. be as hot. There's like technology handling for that. But yeah, so it's just like it's a big theme for us as well uh, to have enough like nature space, like let's say like open spaces, sunlight, green it's just, it's big for us. Mm-hmm. And 40 phone booths for, <laughs> for phone calls. Because no, seriously, it's it's such a big thing because 
Um, I'm just hammering it for the just to, for the sake of all uh, co-workers out there. I'm, I'm doing doing my job because imagine uh, I'm recording this at like 10:30 p.m. right now because I'm in Europe, but you're in Mexico City. For you, it's like 4 p.m. something like it's, that. Yeah, almost three. PM. 3 p.m. middle of the day there's there there would be tons of people to co-working space you wouldn't be able to record if you were just in the main like common area on a hot desk you need yeah. the phone booths so because that's the only place you can kind of record in quiet or or um you know ha- have things be more professional and not have that background murmur so i think it's i think it's huge yeah i, I mean we think it's important uh and also you know, like sometimes you need some privacy. Like if you're sharing your screen at a like a, a company meeting or whatever, like you need that sort of privacy. Um, mm-hmm. And we know our friends are Colabora, who we're partnering with for this space. Uh, they're on top of that. They're just like masters at the co-working areas. So Colabora has their own spaces, and they're also you're also collaborating with them on this on this new Mexico City location. Yes. How, do, how does that work? What's the dynamic? So the, um, the house that, like, that we're opening is going to be like one area that, hold on, let me back up. This whole house, like the Porphyrian house, has a, like an extra building built next to it. And the whole property is Colaboras and we're opening a Yayem operated space within the Colabora mm. house. Um, so they still will operate a whole Colabora space in Juarez on their own, which our members will have access to. So it's, yeah, that's kind of like how, what it looks like. I don't know if I was clear enough. I feel like I confused even myself no, a little. No, no, it makes sense. Makes sense. Um, that's cool. And so we, we have the New York one, London one, South Africa, Paris coming soon. What else do we have? Or actually, before I, before that question, are, are any of the other spaces um, uh, partnerships with other groups or all the other ones kind of like a standalone? Actually, all of them are partnered spaces. So partnered operated and partner owned that Yaya members have access to. And the only Yaya operated spaces are the, the White Country House and the White Casita in Lisbon and Mexico City. This episode of the My Latin Life podcast is brought to you by Language Blend, the new best way to learn Spanish. Language Blend focuses on what you actually need to live and get by abroad with daily one-on-one lessons, a dedicated texting partner, it's like living in a Spanish-speaking country without ever leaving home. Go to languageblend.com for more information. And do you always use the YM name? Because I noticed, I think it's on the New York one or something. It said like Champers in the window, which I guess is a reference to Champagne Nomad. I'm just guessing here. <laughs> that was actually just like a perfect match. It, it is a place called Champers in New York City. That is actually one of, I think they were our first partner there and where we did the launch of the city. So, uh, again, you can book your visit to Champers and get, I think, like some complimentary glass of champagne or something. I, I, I'm missing on the details. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, 
like Champers is actually just like a perfect coincidence for celebrating our Champagne Nomads. Okay. But all the spaces are branded as Yayam? No, you can find some Yayam branding like in those spaces. So you can have like a QR code if you're intrigued about learning more about Yayam and joining the community. And also some like... Um, some branding for members to know that they're in the right space and do their checking through the app and that's it. Okay, cool, cool. And so I guess that is part of the game plan is to try to find local partners in every market that you guys look to enter. Yeah, we're uh, looking at that right now. And honestly, we're, we're open to experimenting and doing absolutely everything. So kind of like what we're doing with Colabora is like a different model than what we're doing in Lisbon. So mm -hmm. if we ever were to encounter a proposal from one of our partners to maybe operate another space in collaboration with them, like we're always open to exploring these things. We don't think we've like anyone has it cracked yet. Mm -hmm. um, but we just want to kind of like want it to be both ways, you know, kind of like our partners getting the best, getting amazing people in there. And obviously like us bringing spaces for our Yaya members to be able to land in any city and be able to access places to work and play. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I think, you know, that's one of the challenges of this business. And I, I maybe it's not the right question for you. So I, I, yeah, I wish I could ask it, but I, but I, I'm definitely curious about kind of like the financing of these things where it's like, you know, do you got, would people try to buy the properties or do like long-term leases, like 10 year plus leases and that, and like really how to structure those deals. Cause when you like really try to grow, obviously um, financing becomes a big concern. Yeah. Um, I am definitely not the person to <laughs> answer that question. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. And also, again, just like redefining the way we work. We want to redefine more things if possible. And that works for more parties. Like maybe we crack something that just wasn't in the, like in the guidelines for someone before. So, and honestly, we've come across amazing people that just really believe in Yayem and love the concept and love what we're doing and they join us on our trips or join us for like our founders dinners and they just fall in love and they're like oh my god I'm I'm gonna make up something just to give an example so I'm not like actually giving an example but I don't know like oh I'm buying this property in Milan like we should partner and maybe have mm -hmm. like a YM operated space like mm -hmm. I just love YM and what you guys mm -hmm. stand for you know uh, yeah I'm so, sure you guys get a lot of kind of deal flow like that or people from the community bringing you ideas yeah exactly and that that's also something that we love is just how involved our community is always in like bringing more ideas running their own chapters whether it's book clubs the Africa club the hiking club it's just like very interesting to see that nice and uh i was gonna ask you about the trips uh so since you mentioned it because i noticed that you guys are leading um trips as well and i wanted to hear more about this i saw there's one in finland and wanted to just get the a bit of the lowdown on on you guys running trips in general 
Of course. So our first global trip was in September of last year. We took members for 10 days to Morocco, from Morocco to Saudia. And it was just fantastic. Lot of learnings, lots of like people from all over the world got to meet each other. It was just like amazing. And then we did Oaxaca in February, which was also very unique. I personally curated that trip and I'm very proud of it just because as a Mexican, like I've been to Oaxaca many times and I wanted to provide something absolutely unique for our members. And it ended up being very, very cool, an amazing group of people who had not met each other or met each other very briefly. And they were like, oh my gosh, after this experience, like just sign me up for any trip. And this moving forward, we're doing Finland, uh, Guatemala and Senegal uh, in November. Wow. Yeah, we're super excited. And the whole thing around this is One, bringing our members from all over the world together, because if you are probably not in a city where there's a big community base, you want to meet other people. And this is a perfect opportunity to do so. And uh, Terry, who is our VP of product, called our trips kind of like adult camp because <laughs> it's it's this feeling of going and like everything is set up for you you just like surrender to the whole experience and meet amazing new friends and just laugh and share meals and make memories together so it's just kind of like based around it providing unique experiences that otherwise you cannot find uh and always always one of our values is elevating local culture of wherever we are so we always want to make sure that um we elevate the culture of whatever place we're visiting just because that's also something that enriches the whole experience. Mm -hmm. So in one month, uh, I think you said November, you're going to be running multiple trips in the same month on different continents, Guatemala, Senegal. I think you said one more. Uh, that's a, no. a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. No. So we're doing Finland in June. And uh -huh. then Guatemala will be October and then Senegal in November. Okay. Yeah. Got it, got it. And they're all like kind of week-long overnight trips. Yeah. Some are longer than others. So, yeah, I would say they're around like five to seven days. Just so like we are also very conscious that people cannot take like 10 days off. It's not that easy for some people. So... Uh, we, we, we tried the format, for example, in Oaxaca to make it like bite-sized and we went from Thursday to Sunday. Um, so it's kind of like between five and seven days. Mm. And when you do it, are you, are people kind of expecting that they're going to be working during the day and are you trying to find them, uh, like co-working space access or something, or is it really just full adventure and a, and a break from the work? So we encourage people to fully like enjoy the trip that meaning like maybe don't bring your laptop but we understand that some of them for example are founders and cannot unplug that easily so one of our filters always is like where can we have like we want to make sure that the hotels we're staying at have good wi-fi or a nearby cafe where people can go work if they need and we do plan the um the schedule 
around giving people some free time and downtime in case they need to check their emails, maybe take a call and just kind of like connect for a little bit if needed. However, we encourage that they fully disconnect because it's more fun that way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, I kind of want to start. Uh, I've had people approach me to uh, kind of co-host or co-run tours as well in Latin America. So that's kind of where my interest comes from to see how you guys do it. Um, so in, in like how many people do you get on, on the average trip? We cap all of our trips at 10 people because we want to make sure that it's not like a gigantic group. Wow, hard to manage. Capped at 10? Yep. Wow, okay. Yeah, um, we've had some... I'm trying to remember which one where there was 12 people and that was perfect, you know? So we can go to, to 12, but we think 10 is a perfect number, just one for logistics and two for... Um, for just in general, like everyone gets to talk to each other, really know each other uh, and have quality time. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and do you have like a, a, a staff member that you that kind of is like the on on site trip manager? Yeah, we have a, a host and an entertainer which most times is Lindsay, our co-founder, because she's just like the life of the party and she just knows everyone and keeps everyone super happy and interested while uh, someone from the staff is just running the, running the show. Okay. And yeah. do you have to be a, co uh, a YAM member to join? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And random question, what if you guys... Uh, never mind. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. That I think I think the trips is a cool component. And then, is there any way that you sort of like? You, so you have co working, and then you have trips. Is there any way that they sort of kind of like overlap and um, synergistically feed into each other? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. In the in the sense, I'm trying to think. Like, are you asking regarding like specifically our curated trips or just in general traveling? Yeah, like the, so. You guys have these curated trips in Finland and and so forth. And I'm just trying to think how because um, you have this membership, you have this kind of group of uh, known remote workers, right? And um, you know, you can kind of assume they're in a specific geographical region. You can assume maybe the Europeans are more likely to do Finland. And so you have this kind of group of members that are largely based in, I guess, Portugal and London for now. And then you say like, hey, we have this Finland trip. We're going to go out. We're going to see the Northern Lights or something. Um, just kind of, yeah, I'm just kind of curious how, how that like came about or what the synergies are there and I guess, how, how do you guys choose your destinations? So we choose our destinations. For, like we have different filters for each one of them. So for example, Finland, Nico, our, uh, Lindsay's co-founder, he loves Finland. And he's like, I feel so comfortable bringing people and showing them like places that 
they've never seen before or like what they can avoid, you know, like we'll avoid it for them. So it's just kind of, and it was the same for me in Oaxaca and we have acquaintances there and we know how we can curate something that's just like super special regarding uh, Guatemala, for example, we know that there's a big base of our members that love hiking. Mm -hmm. And one of our community managers, Vini, has been there a couple of times. And he's like, guys, the volcano is amazing. Like Antigua has a lot to offer. There's, there's just like something that you probably would not do by yourself. So it's just like, let's curate that because we know that's just an attractive thing, hiking for our members. And then Senegal is just, again, kind of like all our ties to Africa. And the name Yayem is actually the name of a small town in Senegal. So that one's just kind of like going back to to our roots. <laughs> that's true. I remember reading that. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. It's It's a lot of coordination. It's definitely a lot of work to coordinate these international trips where people are flying in and maybe they miss their flight or people are kind of com they're coming in at different times. Right. And it's like th these people are coming in today, these people tomorrow, or we, how do they get to the hotel? This and that it's, it's a huge logistical thing. It is. Um, I, I, I won't say it is not because that's probably one of the most stressful parts about the organization. It's just like, ah, how do I cute? Like, How do I do the itinerary? Like, will people miss this amazing dinner with the chef because they're, you know, flying in from whatever place and their flights just don't accommodate or whatever? And yeah, or like people missing their flights, having changes when you're in small towns or like further places where the offer of flights is smaller, it gets a little more complicated, but we manage and... Again, our members are so amazing and they're just like super relaxed and they're like, hey, I understand, like maybe I'll miss a dinner or hey, maybe, you know what, I'll book a night before at the town just mm -hmm. so I can make it there on time. And they're just like always very like willing to make it work with us, which is awesome. Yeah, definitely makes sense. So Renata, like, what is your favorite part of the job? Like what gets you really excited about what you do? Ooh, I love this question. I think really just spending time with our members and meeting new members. My favorite part of my job is when I get to go on what I call the member dates and just like maybe go grab coffee with them one-on-one, -on -one, make sure that they're enjoying the membership. How are they? What do they want to see more of? Uh, and if they like feel comfortable in the environment, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I really enjoy that part. And really, or just when I see people getting excited for our programming and people finishing like one of our experiences, people saying bye and saying like, oh, thanks team. Like, because this was amazing. Like, I don't think I would have been able to do this otherwise. Like this was just something super special. I need to tell my friends about this. It's just kind of like, really what gets me excited every time that just uh, makes this, this job not so much a job. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So what do you spend most of your time doing? Um, are you, I guess you're, you're working on, on this big launch, but how do you sort of as a, a community manager and experience manager, 
how like what what are some of the most impactful uh, tasks that you can be working on? Um, definitely our member onboarding is one of like the mm. most impactful things that I'm currently working on and doing our member intros as well, just because I think that's where people find meaning through the connections, through learning about what YIM stands for, knowing really how they can make the most of their membership, I think is where most of my energy and what really gets me excited about right now. But I won't lie to you, there's a lot of calls with the team in Europe. So I have to get up at like 6.30, in the morning to join calls and a lot of email answering. But all in all, like that's, that's kind of like what it looks like. That's cool. So you're not just involved in the Mexico aspect of things. You're kind of involved in the, this whole international movement. Exactly. Um, I actually started as community manager for Mexico City. And then earlier this year, I got um, promoted into like a global role. So now I'm more involved with um, global community aspects of the company. Cool. Estamos internacional. <laughs> Correcto. Cool. And um, so what, what is kind of the, the international growth plan? Is there, because you have all these different regions and do you try to, is the idea to kind of balance them and to kind of continue to grow equally in the regions or to, or to maybe, um, or do you think that one region will kind of um, naturally um, become the, the strongest region in terms of like number of locations and stuff? So I think Europe is going to be definitely because Europe was our Portugal, like our Portugal house was the first community and Europe is just like, I don't want to say easy, but kind of like more natural and organic for us. Also, like a lot of our team is based there. I think also the U.S. is a huge market and opportunity. However, uh, we're looking towards Latin America and that gets us really excited. However, we know it's going to be challenging because we've noticed that like memberships and communities and this sort of product is not very, it's not common. So there's like first when you arrive to a market like Mexico and Latam, there's a, like a big education piece on like, what am I paying for? Like, what is this membership? Unless you have a physical space, it's very hard to, for people to understand that they're joining like a global platform of access, connections, experiences. So um, I think the US and Europe are gonna grow really quickly. However, we do have our sights on, on LATAM and Central America. So we're super excited for that. Well, I'm happy to help. Please. Happy to, to promote, do some trips or something. I'm down. Um, so that was the future of uh, Yayam. What about just your personal thoughts on the future of work and the whole and how things are changing so fast in terms of all these new ideas around remote work, co-working, um, and, 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 and everything. There's, there's so many new things coming out. Do you have any insights into where you think things are going? Yeah. So I come from 
this old thinking of like the more stressed you are, the better you are at your job. And the more times you spend at the office or on your computer, like the better. And it's been <laughs> really hard for me to break with that pattern. Um, so, but that was kind of like the blessing when I joined Yayim. I was like, wait, I can do this differently. There's like a bunch of people doing this differently. There are possibilities of being super productive and still have fun and still connect and have a personal life. So first for me, it's breaking that uh, thought pattern that I know a lot of people suffer from just like, but I only worked like I was only productive for three hours. Well, you know what? Maybe those were the best three hours of your whole week. It doesn't mean that you have to be sitting down at an office or at a desk warming a chair to for you to feel like you actually accomplished things you know so for me that's that and looking at the team the yayam team like we are all in different locations and we are all from different cultures and it's been so amazing seeing how we accomplish things like honestly um doing sprints and like having our meetings and i it's noon for me and Shedsa in Cape Town it's he's eight hours ahead of me he's like sorry I'm just coming back from like the store but I can join the meeting and it's just kind of like finding these flexibilities about around work about being super clear on your objectives and being as productive as you can in your own way and you define those standards for yourself uh, that has been shown with are like all of my teammates at EIM and has been shown also by our members. So for me, that's what the future of work looks like. Kind of like just breaking with these ideas that you, that like old ideas irrelevant to me now um, and just really make time for yourself. Like make time to do your workouts, make time to see a friend, make time to go outside for a walk, mm-hmm. make time to uh play with your dog you know we actually have internally our walking meeting so it's just like hey like me and Majo like Majo we agreed that you would be walking during this meeting so I want to see you outside and walking while we're talking just because I want to make sure that we're out there really moving because it's so easy to fall into this just like oh my god I haven't had any breakfast and it's 1 p.m you know so uh yeah I think I just like rambled a lot there at the end, but yeah, that's kind of like what the work, the future of work looks like. Hey guys, quick interruption to tell you about BitRefill. BitRefill is the best way to convert your crypto into gift card balances. These are gift cards that you can spend at Hotels.com, Airbnb, Nike, and many more. You may remember Joel Valenzuela, previous podcast guest. He's been living on crypto exclusively since 2015, and he's a big consumer of BitRefill. And so I asked Joel, I said, what do you like most about BitRefill? He said that he likes the instant delivery, the precise amount so that you don't have to juggle a lot of gift cards, and he loves the global selection. Nobody else has this much selection of gift cards, over 10,000 gift card options across hundreds of countries. Go to bitrefill.com to sign up. And you can also use the code MyLatinLife for 10% back off your first purchase. Go to bitrefill.com for more information. Yeah, because I guess even 
you guys are running an international organization with people all over the globe, different time zones. And, um, you know, you're, you're obviously facilitating co-working in the future of work for your, uh, your members, but then you're also an organization yourselves and you're kind of iterating on the process yourselves. Have you, um, have you found, uh, have you changed anything about your personal routine over the past, uh, year, year and a half that, that has been a game changer for you? Definitely. I used to be a, um, morning walk person, but mm-hmm. now I have my meetings very early in the morning. So it's just like, you know what, I'll work out in the later in the afternoon. Uh, but then in the afternoon is when I get to do my desk, uh, desk work. But I've, again, been able to break with these things like, hey, it's fine to to do my workout at 12 in the 12 in the afternoon. You know, like it's fine. It's just I was not used to it. But now I find time for myself in the middle of the day when I know I have a break from calls. I can like change my my mindset a little and then come back and do all of my desk work. Um, And also. I think a lot of just like attending the experiences with our members has also changed my routine. So I'm out of the house way more than I used to at my previous job. And I like that, honestly. I really like it when I have an intentional moment to leave the house for and just obviously meeting amazing people in the in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about, uh, what you guys are doing at YAM. And I I think you guys are building a, an interesting niche within the, the, the coworking, uh, coworking niche (laughs) where you guys are bringing something more luxurious to, to the industry. Um, and the spaces are really, truly quite luxurious and just a treat to be at. Um, I think, um, and it, it also like the kind of Silicon Valley idea of like the, you know, the chef and, you know, they would have like the ping pong tables or the gym where they used to uh, have like dry cleaning services and stuff. And so kind of bringing those services to um, a remote worker actually make a lot of sense. And then I think the the global piece of it is great. And I think um, having GAM locations around the world is a great idea, but then also uh, doing what you're doing in terms of partnerships within a country makes a lot of sense as well. So that, um, so that people know that they have a little bit more mobility and flexibility, uh, within the country. So I think, um, I think you guys are doing a lot of things right. And, um, it, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's really interesting to watch. Thank you. Yeah. We're, we're honestly super excited and we're, we're coming to all your cities soon. <laughs> no, but that's kind of like what we're aiming for, just landing in any city and being able to access Yayem, whatever that means for you, whether it's people, spaces, or experiences. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you something that um, uh, I almost shouldn't tell this because I'm a, a semi-anonymous figure uh, here at My Latin Life. But I may or may not be part of a country club in my home city. 
And the thing about being a part of a country club is they often have these reciprocal networks of reciprocal clubs around the world. So let's just say you were part of the New York Athletic Club. Well, they would then have reciprocal agreements with, say, the Chicago Athletic Club or the, you know, the Miami Athletic Club, like whatever it is, right? Yeah. And and so when you're a member of one of, of these clubs, uh, you're actually able to go and visit the other ones in the network. Yeah. And 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 a lot of people don't take advantage of this um, this perk, but it's huge for digital nomads because then every time we pull up in a new city, we can kind of leverage this club network that we have, and we can have a very luxurious experience where we have somewhere to go to the gym and have a workspace and there, there's usually a sauna maybe if, if it's a, a nice club you know there's tennis courts there's squash courts yeah um like lots of cool stuff maybe a basketball court so it's um and and uh this is something that the old school country clubs have actually had for a long time like they, they've had these reciprocal club networks for really like a hundred years plus um, but I think it's kind of undergoing a new reincarnation in terms of these co-working spaces that are now going all across the globe. So we're seeing it with, um, Selena has like an implementation of this where they have like the monthly co-work thing you can buy. Um, what's the other one? Uh, the Soho house. So yeah. the Soho, Soho house has all these locations, all over Europe in the Americas, and you can be a member of one uh, Soho House location, or you can kind of pay a little bit more extra and have access to all the Soho houses around the world, which is sick because then when you go to Istanbul, you go to Paris, you go to Miami, whatever it is, um, you get to pull up and you have this amazing, amazing, amazing space that you can go to where it feels private, it feels exclusive, and uh, just really cool amenities. And it's just, I don't know, it's just much more exclusive and it's worth paying extra versus and, and kind of getting everything all in one versus having to um, uh, visit different locations for, you know, your gym, your co-working, your bar, etc. Yeah, exactly. And that was actually also one of the reasons why um, YAYM came to be was like, it's exhausting arriving in a city and Googling like, what yoga studio should I go to? What coffee can I go to where I won't be crowded after like an hour? Mm -hmm. Where can I meet someone for a drink? Where can I blah, 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 you know? And it's just exhausting Googling all of this. So being this like, these like platforms or memberships where you can provide kind of like a landing space for people wherever they go is I think it's just it just has like a huge value and also if you add the um, connections and community part to it it's even nicer you know mm -hmm. so like wherever you're relocating like we'll help you create your community because we know it's not that easy and honestly just making friends after your 30s is hard either people are just like married and having kids or you know it's just like your friends from from I don't know college or childhood you're just not like you love them you're just not on the same page anymore people make different decisions and mm -hmm. how do I connect with people that are 
speaking my language and my yeah. sharing this moment of life with me. So it's just it's just very special to to be able to be one of those platforms for people to to land and hopefully belong belong soon to wherever they're relocating. Yeah, like-minded people is huge. Yeah. Um, another example, a little bit different but similar, is uh, SmartFit, the gyms. And so, you you know what it is from Mexico. They have SmartFit yeah. in Mexico. It's like a it's like a cheap gym. I, I think it's maybe twenty bucks a month. Um, yeah. It's bright yellow, and but they have SmartFits all over Latin America. They're everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. So they have them in most cities in Mexico. They have them in Guatemala, El Salvador, Panama, Colombia, Brazil right? The list, the list goes on and you can get a membership that allows you access to the entire network. So I, you know, a lot of my buddies, they'll do, you know, part of the year in Mexico and then part of the year in Buenos Aires and then, you know, part of the year in Colombia and they're traveling different cities and they can always go to a smart fit. It's not the best gym in the world to be completely honest, but I mean, if it's only, you know, 30, 40 bucks a month for this international pass, um, you know, why not? Like that's, that's, that's pretty cool to, to have a gym everywhere you go and not have to deal with the signups and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Or like paying for like super high joining fees or whatever. It's just mm -hmm. a, like a small piece of belonging somewhere. Yep. So I guess the more kind of partnerships that you can do, I think would continue to bring a lot of value to the network because I'm in Mexico city a little bit, but I'm not there all the time. Um, but I might be in Mazatlan, I might be in Jalapa, I might be in Playa del Carmen. And so if, if you guys had relationships there and, and there was maybe a partner, uh, like a partner co-working space that I could go to in all these cities, then that would really increase the value and just make it like a no-brainer and just, just so I know that I'm basically covered anywhere in Mexico. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we're working towards. Please do Mazatlan. <laughs> That's one of my favorite cities in Mexico. Really? Yes. It is. It is very unique, and the food is amazing. It is very good food. What's your uh, your favorite Mexican city? Um, I really love Oaxaca. Oaxaca City. I'm mm. just in love with it. The food, the people, the art, just the culture is. I I love Oaxaca. Okay, Oaxaca City. And did you say, you said you were doing um, a partnership in Puerto Escondido? Uh, anything yeah. in Oaxaca City, your favorite city? We're working on it. Um, nothing like... Official. Close, yeah, nothing official, but Puerto Escondido is official since like, official. I think, two, two months ago. It's called Pauline. And Pauline, it's actually how do you spell pretty it? Cool. P -A -U -L -I -N -E. Pauline. Cool. I'm just searching this up. Sorry for the lull. Pauline Creative Hub. So I yeah. assume the uh, the Wi-Fi actually works here? <laughs> it works. Yeah. Sweet. Well, it looks super cool. Oh, my God. Like ocean view. It looks like a mosque almost. It's like a really cool architecture. Yeah, it's super cool. And they have like a mixologist on site. So once you're done with your work, you go upstairs enjoy a drink um, with views of the ocean, which is awesome. Ooh, this is really sweet. First uh, comment on uh, Google reviews. Wi-Fi cut out on me a few times during calls, though that's 
Puerto for you. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure it'll get there. I'm sure it'll get there. I've actually never been to Puerto Escondido. Oh, you should. I know. I know. But I mean, Mazatlan is, is also like very... Um, it's it's just like it's not as it's not as popular yet. So if you want to like really chill and take your time, Mazatlan is definitely the way to go. To. Yeah, there's no yoga in Mazatlan. <laughs> exactly. It hasn't made its way yet. <laughs> I don't know if Mazatlan is chill. If, if anyone's listening to this, it's like the the noisiest city I've ever been to, but it's great. Great. <laughs> yeah, I guess I meant chilling, like um, <laughs> away from. I don't even know. <laughs> it's yeah. fun though. It is. A, it is a fun city. It is a fun city. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm. I really hope that you guys continue building out the uh, the Mexico network, and I can't wait to visit when I uh, come back to Mexico a little later in this year. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you can get me a little day pass. Of course, we'll be waiting for you. Super excited. Awesome. By the way, Renata, you're, you did extremely well, uh, just in terms of like being on, on the podcast, you know, a lot of people kind of get nervous or, you know, they don't, they don't do it too often. I was certainly nervous for the first number of episodes. So I think you did an excellent, excellent job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. No, you made me feel very comfortable. Um, and thank you. Yeah. Any, um, anything else that you wanted to make sure that we, we squeezed into the episode while we could, um, whether it's just like a, a topic or just something you had on your mind? Um, not really. Just I think I really enjoyed our conversation. And I think obviously like people, if they want to learn more about Yayam, they can go to yayam.co. And if interested in membership, they can always apply and or email me at renata at yayam.co <laughs> um but yeah no i think i i really enjoyed our topics yeah absolutely thank you renata um yeah why don't you do it one more time because i wanted to kind of cue that up for you so where do you want to direct the audience what's the the call to action once again okay so for anyone who wants to learn more about yayam they can go to yayam.co or email me at renata at yayam.co and uh, we'll be happy to talk to you, tell you more, uh, send you like an expedited application maybe if you guys mention my Latin Life podcast. So please, we'll be, we'll be super excited to welcome you. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Renata, for, for joining us. It was really cool to hear more about Yayam and everything that you guys have going on. Um, again, my guest today was Renata Soto. She is the Community and Experience Manager at Yayam Innovative Co-working Space uh, in Mexico City and all around the world, growing very fast. Uh, this has been another episode of the My Latin Life podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Vance.